Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Today we're going to be talking about Suzy Q, one of my favorite songs. Gentlemen, I know we're not talking about the song Suzy Q by CCR, or Credence Clear Auto Revival. We're talking about Suzy Q as an example. In the last podcast, you had the Cairo family, which is actually a play on the, the name of the, the profession that the gentleman was in, which is chiropractic. Chiropractic? I don't even know if that's right. But anyway, he was a chiropractor. And that was the family you guys discussed for the last three podcasts. You had three podcasts dedicated to that family and what they did in private banking strategies, what you did with them. If you haven't heard that, please go back and listen to it. But this story is about Suzy Q. So who's introducing Suzy Q to the audience today? I guess I will, Eric. All right, let's do it. All right, this story begins is this is a typical family. Susie is the youngest daughter of five children who just got married. Her father is the president of a branch bank. And when they got married, he set them down and set up their financial situation. I don't know if they got in trouble prior or whatever else, but he organized their system so that they could make ends meet and make all of their payments. And there's going to be a video available for this so people can see the actual numbers, but see if you can't picture yourself this. Or this is really typically a child family of a client first starting out. But what we really want to get into is to understand the stereotyping and the herd mentality that we, all the pressures that we face in everyday life. You have to do it the herd way or you're doing it the wrong way, which is idiotic. Well, here's a typical family. Dad sets them up. He's a little bit domineering. They've got a Assets, $200,000 house, they've got two automobile payments, they have a boat, and they have monthly expenses off of all of that, plus some credit card debt. They've run up about $12,000 of credit card debt. They've been able to save up a little money in a savings account with the bank, dad's bank, $10,000 in a mutual fund, and $35,000 in a 401k, and they're contributing $600 a month. So this is the American dream. Typical little family, and the story goes and gets started this way. Susie comes in and said, I've read information about you and that you can help people get out of debt because I know my dad set this up and he, he's telling me this is the proper way, but we cannot see that we will ever get out of debt. And we've gone several years now. We've made absolutely no headway other than what savings we have here. It's like having to start over every single month. My question to him was, are you still bringing home each month more than you spend? And he said, yes, we do that, 
but not to the magnitude we want and not to the magnitude that we can get out of debt. The numbers of what we use to help this uh, client out, these two out, again, will be revealed in the video. But here's where I want to go. Here's what I want to talk about. We were able to set up this eight-year analysis for them to show them how fast they can get out of debt. And I went through it month by month with her. Back then, this is oh, 14, 15 years ago, we had to do a manual Excel spreadsheet for this software. And it took two and a half hours. And every time a client came in and says, oh, well, this number's wrong. I need to change it to this. I would cringe because it would take <laughs> another two to two and a half hours oh, man. to manually do this spreadsheet. And it was full of algorithms and programs. I'm just not a computer genius. But that's how we developed the eight-year analysis, by the way. Anyway, it convinced her that her money, all of her savings that they had accumulated, took all this time to amass a total of $50,000 worth of equity or assets. And it wasn't going to double in five years or 10 years or anything else. It was barely creeping along. And if there was a mistake made or if there was a financial difficulty, she could see this being wiped out. So as we did the numbers, it convinced her that I need to change. And I said, be prepared to face the consequences. People are going to look like, are going to look at you like you were from Mars or something. <laughs> well, wait a minute. You can't do it that way. We're all doing it this way. You can't stop that 401k for crying out loud. That's the only place you've got for retirement. Mm -hmm. Remember, folks, the herd mentality would much rather fail with company than succeed alone. Proven fact, the herd mentality is the wrong things to be doing. If everybody's doing it, it is the wrong things to be doing. And she actually realized that, but she was kind of under pressure with her dad. Let's talk about dad for a minute. Dad set herself up and said, if you'll follow this plan, you'll be fine. Well, she went back to dad five years later and says, dad, this isn't working out. We're making no headway. She says, what, what are you talking about? This is the American dream. That's exactly how he put it. And he said, well, I think there's a better way. Well, she actually set up our system and converted it to it and immediately saw results. And she was so excited because I guess her and her dad, I guess she was her favorite. That's what I have to assume. Mm. And they really cared about each other and they shared everything. So she shared with him the private banking strategy, gave in the book and everything, and was absolutely shocked. He blew up. He said, this guy is conning you. Who is this guy? That he would do something against what, you know, we at the bank would do. You're welcome to go talk to him. You bet I want to talk to him. <laughs> so before long, I was faced with <laughs> a client or somebody coming in who was anti what yeah. we had done. And I had to make a few comments and set a few of the ground rules. And I knew that the first thing I had to do was kind of, move him off base. So he said, I want to know why you did this to my daughter, why you think this plan is better, and uh, you're going to have to undo everything you've done here. I says, well, first of all, 
will you listen and will you be a fair judge of, of, of the numbers? You use numbers, mm-hmm. so we're going to use your numbers, and your numbers don't lie, right? Well, of course not. So will those numbers satisfy? And he goes, yes. And I says, okay, so I'm going to show you the numbers, and I will accept your apology later. <laughs> that scared me to death. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I said, my first question, how does your bank make money? And he just looked at me. He said, what do you mean? How does your bank make money? How does it profit? What are the profits? He started looking around the room. I'm going, come on. How does your bank make money? You're the president of the bank, for crying out loud. Yeah. And he said, Vance, I'm a salaried employee. My job is to make sure our branch passes all the audits. Hmm. And if I answer that question can I rely on confidentiality? And he goes, I go, yeah. He says, I haven't got a clue. Hmm. Wow. I said, I know that. I, I knew that. I just wanted to know if you'd be honest with me. What does a vice president do? Oh, well, he's in charge of, of new accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we do our job well, we get raises and bonuses and get to move on. I said, so please don't tell, especially anybody in my family or anyone else, that I don't know how our bank makes money. They don't. No Mm. one knows except the actual owners of the banks. And I said, yeah, you're trying to tout because you're a bank officer that you've laid out the financial dreams. And so I immediately drilled him with, it's not so much about what you don't know about money. It's what you think you know about money that's incorrect. And you set your daughter up incorrect. So I laid it out. And you know what? It didn't take a full hour and a half before... The guy looked at me. He didn't have tears in his eyes. He was too proud for that. But he said, I owe you an apology. I want to study these numbers out. And if they're correct, I've got four more kids. Mm. Can I bring them in? Can, and can we all start this process? I trust my daughter. She says this is working for him. So I'm going to believe now that your numbers are right. You've treated me with respect. You put me in my, he actually said this, you put me in my place in Mm. a professional manner. And I've never had anybody do that. I've always thought I had to be the high guy on the totem pole here for everybody else to take pot shots at. Mm-hmm. I've just introduced a whole ton of concepts here. The pressure everybody's under to always do the popular things when in fact that's incorrect. And just because it's popular, look what's going on in, in America right now with the COVID stuff. Yeah. Talk about insanity. We're not going to get into that today, but it's all about peer pressure and what we perceive and we become cattle of the government and our banking system to feed them instead of them feeding us. Hmm. Eric, Seth, let's pull up some pillars. Let's start diving in to this client, see what we can learn. All right. That sounds great. We'll do that next. But before we take a quick break, I just want to remind people that Vance brought it up. There's a Loom video. They're providing these Loom videos as a basis for some visual things that you're going to see based on each of these families that they're talking about through this entire series. So this, the the banker's daughter, Susie Q, is going to be a Loom video all by themselves. You're going to get a lot out of that. And we'll tell you how to get that access to that video at the end of this podcast. Do you see yourself in that story? 
Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Seth is going to come in. He's going to break down some of those concepts that Vance was talking about with the family that they worked with and, uh, and, and really explain it. So listen up. Here we go. Seth, go for it. What's ironic about this story of Susie Q and her family and, and more particularly her, her father and his banking mentality, what he thought he knew and really didn't know enslaved not only him, but his daughter and his entire family and generations to come. And that's been happening since the 50s, where this system of private banking was eradicated through uh, the education system and the centralized banking concept, where the bankers would actually come into elementary schools and indoctrinate children into the centralized banking system. Start a bank account. I remember when I was five, my mom took me to the local uh, credit union for which she was a member and opened me up an account and showed me how I had to write my signature the same way every time and how we put our money here. And she had been indoctrinated and she was indoctrinating me. How I'm so thankful that I, I met Vance first as a client and now we've become friends and partners that have broken out of that mentality. And so did Susie Q. Mm-hmm. Her, her father at least had the, I guess, the courage to come and at least get face to face, man to man with Vance and, and look at the real numbers on why his system was in effect slavery to debt. Mm-hmm. But that's the American way, right? It's own your own home, your boat, and all the toys you can enjoy and, and look good on the outside. But in reality, you're a slave to your debt. And that's what we try to help people break free from and into financial freedom and creating their own private banking strategies. They, they're able to own their own debt, put their mm-hmm. money to work for themselves, and experience that freedom. And more importantly, Susie Q, I, I commend her because she really earned the esteem and respect of her father and her family and was a true winner because of the stand that she took. She saw that they would never get out of debt. Yeah. No consumptive mentality. And we've talked about this on prior podcasts, and we'll continue to talk about it because we need to shatter people's imaginations about the American dream. The American dream is not overconsumption and overeating like the buffet mentality. Now, hey, look, I like a good buffet like anybody else. It's not eat all you can, right? And just eat, 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 eat. This is a disciplined strategy where you can put the same dollar to work over and over again. That's called the velocity of money. Mm -hmm. And that provides you with a tailwind that gives you lift where you never go backwards, unlike stock markets, unlike 401ks, unlike things that are tied to principles and and forces that you have no control over. This is something that you do have control over, and the one who's looking back at yourself in the mirror is the only risk that you have. So we've got seven pillars of private banking strategies, and we've only touched on a few in this story, but it really, Susie Q and her family were able to put that dollar to work 
multiple times, capture the velocity of money, get out of debt, get into financial freedom, and never look backwards. Mm -hmm. They had a legacy value that now transferred, instead of the banker's mentality enslaving his children and his grandchildren into that type of system, she broke free into creating a legacy for her children and her grandchildren that, that very few ever experience. One of the things that we have as a, as a macroeconomic principle is we'd love to touch 10% of Americans with this concept, such that if there were an economic failure or catastrophe in our country, the private banking practitioners wouldn't miss a beat. Vance, with guaranteed financing and, and the compounding tax-free growth that Susie created, is there anything else out there in the market that can compare to this? There's absolutely not that's risk-free. Hmm. Uh, if you're willing to take a lot of risk and lose all of your money, the odds are against you, but there are a few people who can win. We've all heard that. We've all seen that. But on a typical day-to-day -day basis, absolutely not. Nothing. We have... Uh clients that have were clients for a couple of years and happens to be a friend of mine and I, I pray he's not listening and the reason being is because he, we were never able to help one of the, the the partners in the marriage understand the that her, the principles they were executing were broken most of our discussions happened with one partner and they they got it but the other one didn't and the other one was the one writing the checks she explained, well, I've got my systems. And no matter how much I reiterated that your system is broken and you have to trust us through a new system, you have to trust us in a new way. If you want to break free from debt and you want to break free into real financial freedom, these folks were very high income earning people. But it's very important that people trust us in this process and trust us along the pathway that we're laying out for them and the roadmap that's set for them, like Susie Q did, such that she was even able to, to break her own father free from the banker's mentality, and he was the president of the local bank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Seth, let me reiterate what we're talking about in trust. I've been a money manager, very successful all of my career. We're not talking about trusting your money with us. We're asking you to trust in learning a new strategy. You're really trusting in yourself to learn and understand, but trust that there is a better way. There's a much better way than the way we've been taught. That's the trust that needs to be brought to bear. Absolutely. It's a trust in yourself, but it, it, I've said this in prior podcasts, Eric, if you go into the martial arts studio and you want to learn jujitsu, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you're going to get a black belt in in the first six months. You have to trust the person teaching you that they're taking you on a journey. So you pick your horse and you ride it. And, and that's what private banking strategies is. It's an unparalleled system, in, in my opinion, in Vance's opinion, that, that is, is not matched anywhere else in the financial wealth and financial advising community. And, and that's because it provides asset protection. It provides tax-free growth. It provides financial privacy. 
It allows you to use the same dollar more than one time over and over again. It, it never goes backwards, unlike the stock market. You'll always be able to finance your investments and your purchases with your bank capitalization, and it creates a legacy for your future generations. It's unparalleled. Guys, this has been a great intro. I know this is going to be two parts for Susie Q and her family. I know we're going to dive deeper into some of the strategies on the next podcast. Do you have any closing thoughts for today's podcast? For myself, it's just to understand and trust that there is a better strategy, a better system to return capital to us, the ability to put capital to work and have it flow back to us just like the banks do. Just have the faith in that, believe that that can happen, and you can learn that and run that uh, successfully yourself. And my closing comments would would be take advantage of the resources that we're providing in in this podcast with the links that Eric's going to describe to you and go through the spreadsheets over and over again. Put your own numbers into practice. and, And once you've done that, shoot holes all in this as much as as much as you'd like as much as you can we'd be glad to defend this this strategy and this system and show you how it can work for you what seth referenced as far as the resources there's that loom video that we spoke about earlier that is actually going to be linked in the show notes so when you go to the show notes on your the player whatever player you're using there should be some show notes there to tell you a little bit about the show in there there will be a link that you can find that loom video and that's specifically to Suzy Q's story. Of course, that'll be the same link for the next podcast because that'll be the continuation of this specific story. But that's how it's going to work with every one of these podcasts. The family that they're talking about, the story that they bring up, they're going to have a Loom video attached to it. So you can see the numbers. You can visualize. You can you can chew on it some more because these videos are 20 to 30 minutes long each. So you're getting a whole entire bonus episode, if you will, that's really breaking it down for you. So please take advantage of that. Seth and Vance, thank you so much for your time today. Again, wonderful podcast. I look forward to the second podcast of this, the second part of this family story to see what happened. I'm excited to hear what how the banker feels today, right? Compared to how he felt when it first started out. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be fun to discuss that. And of course, our last thank you goes to you guys, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.